Welcome back to Sci-Fi Cross-Sections, a weekly podcast dedicated to everything science fiction. It's me, your sci-fi boy, Colin Brandon, and with me tonight is... I am Ben Young. I'm Bill Jarvis. Andrew's back. And tonight we are talking about the 2019 movie, I Am Mother. I Am Mother was directed by Grant Sputore, Australian. With his meat to bog. <laughs> Screenplay by Michael Lloyd Green, story, also by Michael Lloyd Green. Starring Clara Rugard, Rose Byrne, love her, always wonderful, and Hilary Swank. Hilary Swank. I'm sorry, Oscar Swang Oscar, Oscar winner, Hilary Swank. She's, um, did she get that for the next Karate Kid? She, got it for she sure did. The next million dollar baby. Karate oh, Kid 3 and 3D. Um, yeah, this is one of the few times where I do not have a budget and or box office for you. Obviously, it was released on Netflix, so there is no box office. However, I was hoping for a budget. Really? Probably a couple, have couple hundred bucks. I, I well, You know what? I didn't do uh, enough digging. Let me check. No, they really don't. No, I mean, if they had one, it'd be on It'd be on the wiki. Uh, they have five million. Five million dollars is the budget for this movie. That's impressive. They spent it well. Yeah, absolutely. I'll say. And where do you get into that? However, Ben, before we get into that, what is this movie about? After an extinction event, a robot called Mother is tasked with repopulating humanity, but its plans are thrown into chaos with the arrival of a human survivor from the outside world. That's all. Oh, that's it. Okay. Uh, keep it right. keep concise. Keep it simple sometimes. No, it's, it's pretty simple. I like it. I mean, this is kind of a simple movie mm-hmm. in some ways. Yeah. In other ways, it's not. Yeah. For sure. Oh, by the way, spoiler alert! I'll put the um, I'll put the Mortal Kombat music in there. No, I already did it. You don't need to. I did it. (laughs) Any Mortal Kombat music will just hurt us. So I helped out. Yeah, you for sure. Anyway. Yeah. Oh, so now we can spoil the movie. What the fuck was up with that ending? Can you believe that, mother? Uh, Is that where we're starting? Because yes, I, I have a lot of thoughts. No, I'm, I'm, no, I'm kidding. Well, we can start there, but uh, we can start. No, we're anywhere. not our podcast. Where does Overlord want us to start? Oh fuck! Well, just jump in wherever you want. To be honest, was this movie pro-life? Oh, I absolutely had that <laughs> thing written down on my uh, on my notes. <laughs> I I, I, I I absolutely there's I well I wrote pro life interpretation but you just kind of came out and said that it, yeah I, it's very pro I asked because they use the term aborted for the for the children that mother did not want <laughs> that weren't I good enough for don't mother. know if they were going for uh pro life on that it, at least they were just going for like a shock factor where it's like this is way fucking beyond what would normally be aborted this is a human being as a child this is an adolescent whatever and they're just gonna kill it and they just call it aborted no in in reality like what it really comes down to is like without the ending i think you could read a pro-life message into it but um the ending effectively kills any of that it, it really does How so by killing religion it's what do you mean it's and i'm sorry i know you are religious miller but the no i know but yeah i'm just trying to figure out what you mean so i have a different interpretation that's uh, so okay we're gonna get into the deep shit right off the bat uh hillary swank fucking well hillary swank represents everything that's left of humanity there is no there is no colony there's nothing else that represents humanity she's all that's left and she i've I've thought for a long time, I just, before I even get into this, I want to say that even seeing the trailer for this movie back in the day, I thought for a long time that Hilary Swank was going to be 
back in the day, last year, uh, I thought Hillary Swank was going to be the uh, the the ver the like the first test subject. I thought that's what I did too. Actually, I, I thought that's what they were going for. And I yeah, think they no, try to kind of it. throw that yeah. red herring at you for a little bit because she looks a lot like Clara Rugard. Mm -hmm. Um yeah. And so I, I, you know, I think there was something there. But um, anyway, back to it. She represents the last whatever's left of humanity, the thing that Mother hated. Is we can we'll get into what Mother believes later. But one of the big focuses on this character, pretty much one of the only big character traits of her, is her religious aspect, her reliance on religion. She's praying when she's in danger. She gets home and she has a shrine. And at the end of it, at the end of the film, Mother uh, basically concedes to Daughter saying, hey, uh, you're right. You have learned. You have been taught. I you will you can take it from here and you could lead humanity on to something that I've envisioned to be better. Um, but she with after letting her daughter continue and after taking the bullet to her chest, she does go visit Hillary Swank and is like clearly something she she mentions you you survived this long, clearly something you had a purpose here. Something kept you alive because you had a purpose, but not anymore. And you see in that house, she has the sh the religious shrine, and she references that specifically. And it's basically, I read it as a statement of like, yes, humanity needed religion at one point, but now that we are past that point, now that we are advanced, if you will, we no longer need it, is what Mother is saying. And she shuts the door and obviously kills it. And that is the that is the end because she never teaches her daughter religion. She teaches her daughter ethics and philosophy. And I think that's a big theme in this film is is it's very like we don't need religion as an advanced society. Mm -hmm. I don't think Mother's a bad person here. She's the literal antagonist of the film, but I don't think she's bad. I don't think she's a bad a villain. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Well, being anti-religious doesn't mean that you aren't that you couldn't also be pro-life. If that was the original, if that was your original point, I, I, does it though? Because pro-lifers base their argument in religion, do they not? No, no, they don't. Not necessarily. I mean, yes, uh, people who are pro-life do typically, I would say, probably fall on the uh, religious Christian spectrum, or or or. We'll we'll say we'll say uh, religious uh, spectrum in general. I don't want to necessarily pigeonhole anybody, but um, I mean there are, I, I'm sure there are plenty of uh, atheistic pro-lifers out there. I'm sure that's fair. I I would have I mean I would have to imagine they exist. I mean there are gay Republicans. <laughs> Let's you know that's a good point. <laughs> I I I haven't encountered any, yeah. but that doesn't mean there aren't any. You're absolutely right. But I, I that still stands that I do believe that was like the full thesis of the film even if there's there's a pro-life thing happening here i think the main thing is the advancement of humanity past our kind of uh mythological standing with religion but uh there's there's a lot more to unpack we'll see how well. long we'll see how long humanity advances when uh a 14 year old girl tries to raise a baby single-handedly with no robot protector she's 18 is she 18 she's 18 at this point uh, that's like it's kind of given that this this uh, this exam that she's being given is a coming of age mm -hmm. exam. Like it's very important at this point that she needs to she pass. She's She's emotionally mature enough to handle mm -hmm. adulthood, essentially. And if you if you see, she tests at a ninety eight percent on the exam, which mm -hmm. which is very assuming that what mother is testing is the ideal human being. The then ninety eight percent is very fucking good. A, a large part of what um, I think is being tested is uh, ethically if she's ready to be an adult. Mm -hmm. I yeah. don't think it's in terms of like uh, intelligence, in terms of like you know ability to do basic like mathematics and things like that. It's literally mm -hmm. like 
if she's emotionally or ethically mm -hmm. able to be an adult, that is what mother is testing the entire time. Mm -hmm. So do you think, um, do you think mother orchestrated the entire thing with Hillary Swank's character? Yes, absolutely. She literally said you served a purpose, but not anymore. Mm -hmm. She chased her to the to basically to you their mean? door. Yeah. 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 That's, I didn't even yeah. think of it at the time, but yeah, absolutely. No, that, that's, at well, the end of the movie, it was like, holy fuck. Mother orchestrated all of this, mm -hmm. all of it. So. And and yet she's it's it's interesting. Like mother is, I I I want to say I wrote this movie off when I saw the trailer for it. You did, yeah. I remember you doing year. that. I wrote this movie off. I was like, I'm not I'm not interested in this. This looks like a a classic Netflix stinker. No, it was and good. I I regret it. I do. It's it's not only was it enjoyable, but there's just a lot to unpack and it's it says it well and it's not pretentious about it. It it, it does a lot that a lot of the sci-fi we've we've covered wishes it could do, you know? It's it walks a very good line. I I want I asked my roommate earlier if he wanted to watch this and he goes, "No, I don't want to watch something heady." And like I couldn't argue with him at the time, but like at this point, I'd be like, it's, it's not, not heady. It's it's, it's very on it's the nose. Very, very on the nose. It's very accessible, and it is more. It, it's accessible and intelligent, and you don't get that often so, nowadays. I, I uh, when I was watching it the second time, I actually thought of it. It's like this movie is it is like if Terminator had an intellectual cousin. <laughs> that is what this movie is. Yeah, absolutely. Which is odd because uh, Hillary Swank looked a lot like um, Linda Hamilton. <laughs> she did. Honestly, she if they, did a if they honestly want to do a new Linda Hamilton for the future, get Hillary Swank. She'll crush it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But was there ever a point where you guys uh, believed Mother over Hillary Swank? Does Hillary Swank have a name? Hill uh, no, it's she's no, titled no. as she's credited as a woman. No, it's literally okay, she is it. woman. Okay. Then uh, uh, daughter, daughter mother. is Clara Rugard, and then Roseburn yeah. plays mother. And I will mention Luke Hawker does the um, actual physical performance of mother. Crushed it. Got it. I saw yeah. him. I saw him credited for that, and I was curious yeah. what what that credit what credit was. Well, yeah. so I think having a physical appearance of the character is very important in a film like this. Because if, if it was oh, CGI, I mean, it would have been awful. So, yeah, we all we all know about uh, we all know about that bad CGI stuff. Well, no, I think it, they could have easily made this just a guy in a, uh, a or a girl in a uh, suit actually just like do this like mm -hmm. a like a green screen type thing. They just like edit in the robot, but the fact that they actually built the robot, I think, is really important for the actors. Yeah. It helps. It helps a lot. I mean, we always know that one story of Ian McKellen crying on set of, on the set of The Hobbit because he's surrounded by green screen. Yeah, like a little bitch. <laughs> no, but seriously, he did the Lord of the Rings. No, I'm kidding, Ian. I'm sorry. If Ian, if Ian hears this, I was joking. I'm sorry. I love you. I love you so much. I just, just in case, I wanted to make that clear. No, it's the same thing sorry. with uh, what's his name. Uh... From the Mandalorian, calling them cowards for not wanting to do a uh, oh Herzog Werner, <laughs> yeah Werner Herzog wanted to do a, a puppet, and they tried to do a uh, CGI uh, child. Uh, Bill, what were your takes on the movie? Uh, I thought I was actually very interested in this because there's a lot of different takes that you can take, like um. There's the aspect of um, honestly, like nature versus nurture. Yes. Right. Oh, that's yes. huge. Something that Emily brought up earlier. Um, so you know, we were talking about you know, like the actual physical biological manifestation of a human being, or the actual ethical basis of a human being. You know, which one do we really care about more? Which you know, it's a uh, it's very important. But uh, so there's that one aspect that I found in it. So Hillary Swank would obviously be nature and uh, mother would be nurture. And um, it's it's also the idea of with human nature, do we have. We obviously are flawed creatures. We are violent creatures. 
do we have the capacity to actually become what mother wants or what, what mother thought we could be? And do we actually have that capacity within us or are we too, or are we too human? Is it possible? Is it hopeless to think that maybe someday we would actually think as a whole and that we would actually have this sort of um, ethical basis that would help the survival of our species? Or is that just hopeless? I'm glad you bring that up because something that's all that stuck out to me a lot in this in this movie was her her class, her lesson where she's talking about the situation where you have uh, four or five patients that need four or five patients that need um, organs. And you have one patient come in that is dying but could be cured. What do you do? Do you let them die and give the organs out to four, those four patients? Or do you save them? And in our modern society, the answer is you save them. I've watched enough scrubs to know that the answer, if you could save someone in a hospital, you save them. Isn't that part of the, uh, isn't that part of the Hippocratic oath to do no harm? Yes, absolutely. No, but the, uh, the, but the, the test gets to a certain point where it's, uh, if you have the organ that could be donated to Mm -hmm. this person, do you do it at that point? That is beyond the Hippocratic oath. That's right. Not doing harm. That is literally sacrificing a part of yourself. That, well, they they move on to that, but you they move on to it so quickly that you might miss that the lesson is that if you have a person who is dying, even though they could be cured and their organs can save four other people, you should let them die, is what Mother is saying. Oh, that's the entire thesis the of the movie. People. That's what Mother kills humanity in order to save humanity. Exactly. Well, I, um, I wanted to form this in a different way because this is exactly the same question as the trolley problem yes which mm-hmm. is yes it's, yep. it's the same exact thing except it feels different when i when i say it this way is there's a trolley go- going toward one person strapped to the rails and if you switch it if you pull the switch it goes to four other people is it more ethical to let oh no 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 other way around four people on a track strapped down the trolley is coming toward them you can pull a switch yep. and it'll divert and kill one person instead. But you physically, you have to make the effort to actually make the switch, which is like the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's like, do you let this person die? Do you let this person die? Or do you well make the effort I mean, to actually The save argument them? is always the goods of, they're the good of the many outweighs the good of the few. Right, right. Thinking as yeah. a whole rather than... Isn't, isn't traditionally the trolley problem, it's like four strangers and then the it's the one one person but you know them i don't know i think i think <laughs> it starts with it it's it starts it's usually to demonstrate utilitarianism right yes in it, it varies on who's teaching that lecture to be honest i see well yeah no and that's it, the thing is that you could take it and turn it into something else if you wanted to you know it's like you can take sure. it and start with okay obviously utilitarianism says if you can save four then save four and sacrifice one done and done but then there's also different, you know, things that's just like the actual effort and the actual thought of doing something, it has value in itself. You know, so there's a lot of different Absolutely. To me, the trolley problem is fairly an a fairly easy solution because of what Bill said. But I think that the problem it, it while it's while it is in the same vein of the trolley problem, I think the problem of the it, it, I think the situation comes because we she brings up a point that's been so ingrained into our current society, which is doctors, if someone can be saved immediately, someone is saved. Triage is really what it comes down to. But what she's saying, what mother is teaching early on, I knew mother was, was shit from the first, not shit, but, but the antagonist, from the first 10 minutes because uh, they they say straight off 13 day a- after little little daughter is like, can I have family? And she's like, oh, maybe someday. And then it jumps ahead and it's like day 13,680. I'm like, that's that doesn't seem right to me. So I 
did the math and I was like 38 years. Mm-hmm. No, that's not okay. <laughs> yeah, I also did that. I'm like, wait a second, wasn't it thir- 13,000? So wait, wait, hold on. Wait, I have to ask. So the original one that we saw at the beginning is dead. That's not yes. the that's not the same daughter. Damn. Yeah, that's not the one played by Clara. That's, that's probably that's probably what daughter two, daughter three. Yeah, somewhere wow. around there. I think there were four of them all together that she had done. Yeah. Damn. Okay. Damn. It's possible yeah. that uh, Hillary Swank was a daughter then. She asked, mother asks at the end, "Do you remember your mother?" Well, here, okay, well, so and she was an orphan. She said she was an that, orphan. Is that Hillary Swank came from another location? She was an orphan, though. She said she was, was found designed. by the cave, the people in the cave. I still think it was all completely orchestrated by mother. Well, that's what I mean. Mother puts this baby out in the wild, lets her grow naturally, and then chases her to the door, and then gives um, daughter, daughter, uh, 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 I don't know, uh, a taste, a taste of humanity without her direction. Well, she, yeah, she gave her, she gives her an ethical problem. She gives her a real-world ethical problem. You say but wouldn't Hillary remember the place if she was from there? Not if or she was abandoned. Like as a, not if she was found as an infant. Fair. That's fair. She could have been number one. Yeah, I was gonna say, she, would she be approximately thirty-eight years old? No, she's. Not. She. I think. I. That's. That's what tipped me off is when Hill. When like at first I was like that. That math's not right. Something's wrong. Mm-hmm. And then Hillary shows up, and I'm like, ah, yeah. now I remember the trailers of this. I am. But she's definitely, and she also mentions that she watched the Tonight Show. Yeah, I some also time thought, ago. That, thought that was sus. But she's not old enough to watch the Tonight Show with uh, who is who was that again? Johnny Carson. Jimmy Carson. John- Johnny Carson. Well, Johnny not Carson. not only that, but like, if she was like found, if she was a foundling and raised in a in a mine, then she never would have watched Johnny Carson anyway. That was a lie. True. It feels True. like it feels like a lie, which is what made me suspicious of Hillary Swank's character. Yeah, honestly, she was pretty sus. I didn't trust. I didn't trust Mother or Hillary Swank at a certain point. I or and even through throughout all of it, I trusted Mother's character more than Hillary Swank. Well, I think that's the point too. Is like, like even by the end of it, Mother accepts that she can't stay. Like that's the best part of it all. Mm-hmm. That's what cements mother as not a villain but an antagonist well so everything mother was trying to do was plausible up until the point where uh daughter compared the two bullets mm-hmm. which i mean? thought so that was probably one of my favorite scenes in the movie when she compares <laughs> them and then and then she finds the uh uh the cremated bodies and she finds the jawbone and the sound goes away and like the score takes in and she's just screaming. Mm-hmm. I was like, holy fuck. Those are some of my favorite moments in movies is when someone's entire life, like they find out it's a lie. Mm-hmm. Yes. None of us have ever experienced that before. Oh, dude. Sorry. You just saying that just reminded me of uh, Mad Max Fury Road. When yeah. uh, Charlie's there and screams into the Fury wind. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's a fantastic scene. Perfect. I think we praised that scene on the cast at one point I mean, too. But th- but that's th- those are like my favorite scenes in movies is when <laughs> the person is screaming because they know their life is a lie. And but but why did that make you against mother? Why why I'm sorry. Why did you say like she screwed up there? Because at that moment you because until that point you could almost believe that mother might be right. Sure, but she but lied. She lied. Oh, you mean right because... in her in her story? Oh, no, I I think she's right in the way she lied to daughter. I do. I think that if she would have told daughter about, she brings up a very good point in saying that if she told daughter about what the world is like out there, then daughter would not have trusted her enough to learn what she has to say. So lying to her the whole time, to me, makes sense. Mm. Well, like we said, it's it was all it was all from the very beginning. This is what the design was. Mother was able. Bill, to how f- many? Oh, sorry, sorry. I thought you were done. Go ahead, Miller. No, I was just saying that. Like, how much of this all was orchestrated, and apparently, it was all of it. Maybe, maybe, sure. maybe Hillary Swank as daughter one. And, um, uh, you know, 
what's the girl's name? I'm sorry. Daughter. No, the actress. Oh, the actress. Yeah. Clara, Clara Rugard. Yeah, maybe Rugard's character was like, I don't know, daughter, you know, three or four, and she was so far the only one who was up to snuff and who, you know, mother thought like, okay, well, let's give her the ultimate test. That's why, you know, the jawbone exists in the furnace because daughter two or three wasn't good enough. And so we're on daughter, maybe, maybe, you know, three or four who is finally good enough. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Bill, how many lies have you told to your children? Um, Today? For their protection. Exactly, but that's the thing. Actually, just just Saturday, we all lied to his children. I didn't lie to we his all children. We all did lie to his children. Huh? Oh, yeah, I forgot. Yeah, on Saturday when I stopped by, and uh, yeah, I forgot that. We, all, we told Noah the shop was closed because I wasn't there anymore. Do you know how many times? In. You know how many times, uh, like, Target has been closed at 3 p.m. It's insane. <laughs> <laughs> like, if only he knew, he would he would leave you all. I know he would be gone. He would leave out into the vast, you know, nothingness out there. I am um, no. There's so many times that I've told him. I I I've always said like, you know, how many things we're planning for tomorrow? Because Noah thinks we have this gigantic fucking plan for tomorrow. Like, he thinks we're going to have all the candy tomorrow. He thinks we're going to have the pop tomorrow. He thinks we're going to, like, go to the Disney World tomorrow. And he's going to forget about it all tomorrow. And then he, no, he doesn't forget. He's just writing it all down. And then he's going to hold it against <laughs> me on my deathbed. And then he's, he's going to hold it against me when he hires the cheapest CNA in America. Yes. <laughs> yeah, shit, dude. He's going to listen to this podcast in, like, 15 years and like to be dead. Well, with any luck, he'll have the respect to plug a shotgun into your chest. Oh, yeah, that's true. At least he'll, you know, I will know that he learned his lesson when he plugs mm-hmm. that sh- shotgun in my chest. And I say, you're ready what? now. What? Where are you going? What? Sorry. I got a cat here. Come here. Come here. Come here. Ugh. You can leave this in. Nora. I was going to say, you can't... Uh... You you can't milk the the internet for uh, those sweet sweet cat views. It's a podcast. What are you doing? Why are you? Do- you could maybe. I got a cat. You could be maybe making all this up. A little football. You carry. might have heard him. You probably heard him. I can't hear him right, right now. Peanut He's butter. Meow. That's, he won't meow now. That that's I'm you. Him. You're saying meow. You. That was your voice. Dude. You're lying you know, to our children. I saw your mouth move. You You're guys didn't hear him be, when he walked in and started screaming. Children, and you no. did not do that. We didn't hear That's him. why I lock Lydia out of the room while I record. <laughs> Lydia, Lydia, I wish that I knew you. You let everybody do you. Oh, no. Lydia. What show is that from? That's, uh, That's from The Wake Up. Yeah, um, Mike wrote that song. Okay. Oh, my God. I knew it. I knew it. Wow, Ben, it's yep. come full circle. And just like that circle. princess... You died in a car. We'll miss you, Diana. <laughs> <laughs> I am musical. You just referenced your own shit, and it was hilarious. This is amazing. It's not my own shit. I didn't write it. Yeah, really? Mike wrote that entirely on his own. Wow. No one has any input on that one. I asked him if he could write a song at the end. Because he... so. Sorry, we're getting way off topic. This but so good. People, like hear it, people like it when we get off topic, so... Um, they, I, that was our first 48 hour film project, and we had him singing a song. He was douchebag, he was basically the douchebag with a guitar at a funeral. And he, we were like, Could you just like write something quick that we could like cut to and then cut back? And he's like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he writes that first part that I sang, and then we were like, Oh, wouldn't it be great to have an extended edition for the credits? And he's like, Yeah, I'll work on something. He had like, 12 hours at most and he came back with a whole minutes minute long song that's just absolutely glorious you can check it out on our youtube channel at aspire productions get out of here cat <laughs> next up we'll talk about the uh, mini series i want to do did you guys hear that no i think no. i'm hearing it right now so <clears throat> so sorry I, I i i will honestly say that i will stick by it this is 
if Terminator had an intelligent uh, what, what, no, what did I call it before? A uh, intellectual cousin. Yeah. That is exactly what this movie is. Absolutely. And it's, but in a, in a better way too, because here's the thing, like you guys know how I feel about AI and, and robots and all that. Yep. The yeah, only, destroy them. Kill them all. Yeah. I wish, I wish, show... I wish, I wish the robot looked more like a human just so you could get angry, Ben. <laughs> the only show that can, conv- that convinced me otherwise was always Picard. But by the end of this movie, I was very much on mother's side. I I listened to what she had to say. I'm referring to her as she and not it, which is surprising. I listened to what she had had to say. I I it made sense. Humans what? we we often talk about how far humanity has kind of come and and it's not very far is the big thing. Like we've we've failed to live up to our potential and if here's the thing if i could commit a mass extinction event on the planet and kind of start from scratch i absolutely would he doesn't mean that the internet i do mean that internet well no i i think the the idea of humans are bad let's kill them is kind of old at this point the idea of humans are bad let's make them better i think is a very progressive way to approach the situation and that's her that's her approach. She's not and saying let's that, kill them. She's trying yeah, to make them better. Yeah. And that's why honestly I I don't hate the character of mother because at the end of the day she's trying to make a better humanity. Mhm. I agree. Well, let me play devil's advocate to that and Okay. Uh, yeah. And let's, uh, okay. Because uh, cuz all tra- all children are special. Yes. You know, cuz they they're, are they're all special and yes, yeah, so we got to yeah. love them all. All their flaws. Okay, listen. All right. All right, achy pusses. So I would, what I was going to say is that, um, so your guys' point is that uh, helping humanity grow into the potential it could be is what Mother was attempting to accomplish, right? Yes. But like you said, like a massive extinction event sort of thing that wipes off most of the humans so that you have a small population to work with right that's i mean that's i'd say i'd say she probably wiped out 99.9% of humanity right is very, the way it seemed very 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 small amount of people almost like there was supposed to be no humans left right right yes. like some people slipped through the cracks yeah. and she had the embryos and she was just going to start with the embryos and whatever so okay so we start with that idea and do we really think that our nature is so do you think our nature is so not part of I don't know what I'm trying to say but do you think our nature is such so pervasive that it would require everyone to die or do we merely or is it merely something that we need to learn in nature versus nurture no, at this point, I think uh, humanity would need to be reset. I've never, I've never met a human that I think that person deserves to stick around without everyone else. You I'm met me right here. <laughs> we made the same exact <laughs> joke, Bill. And here's the thing, guys: you wouldn't say it about me either. Nope. So, I mean, I, I, you know, but my my whole point is that maybe, just maybe, you're right. Maybe it's we need the exceptional human being. Is it genetic though? Is it something that you know needs to be tested and and weeded out of a gene pool, or is it something that is, I don't know, or is it something that we've learned? The film argues it's based in nurture. It right? is, yeah, it is. The but, film, sorry. the film argues that it, it never once presents the argument that it was like a specific embryo that right. that got it right. Right. It's that she tried different ways, and and mother makes it very clear, mm-hmm. like. She says, uh, like, at one point with the exam, she's like, when she's talking about the exam, she's like, it's not a test on you. It's a test on me and my capabilities. That's a good point. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. That was it. That was plain as day. It was written out. Yeah. Yep. I, um, so, yeah. Okay. No, that makes sense. I think it's all about how, and I, I, I think there's like a certain, obviously there's a certain fiction to what mother says, where, you know, it's a movie where she's like, you know, there, there's like the perfect way to raise a child in which they turn out to be the perfect human. You know, that's like, you know, there's we we all know that's not possible in any way. Well, imagine having the, imagine having unlimited time 
with one child to raise this in a trauma-free environment for 18 years. And now, and now here's the other thing too, is like, can, can daughter do it is the big thing. Daughter has all the tools capable of doing it, but will she be able to just because you have all the tools doesn't mean you have the ability to execute it. You know, Mm -hmm. how it's very likely that she may do it well, but then maybe her son won't. And then maybe, his daughter won't, and then et cetera. And, and then we're and, right and back so to where we so started. Forth. And yeah, exactly. And then mother will wake up and kill everyone again. Oh, mother's not going anywhere. She's going to, she's definitely she's keeping watch. tabs. She's definitely oh, keeping tabs. The minute that daughter fucks up. So I guess, I, I guess my, my point is asking, is it so embedded in our nature? It's so embedded in our nature that we'd have to correct it into some sort of ideal that doesn't exist. We're crafting it into an ideal that needs to be forced. Well, so, so here's the thing: uh, we, we we try to make the argument of nurture versus nature with human beings. Mm-hmm. I think our society has come so far that we can't know for sure anymore. Right. I think if we, honestly, with the way that mother is doing it, is kind of the perfect example. Is you take away everything, all of the shared human existence and knowledge up to this point um that's the only way we could possibly know but at the end of the day everything that we've done up to this point influences the way that humans interact with the world and it's, i don't know i mean it's well, no, like, you, well, sorry go on bill no i was gonna say well she's raised in a vacuum right that's basically the idea is that she is raised in a vacuum devoid of the complications of interacting with other human beings exactly so there's they, they take away the human element right. from the from the upbringing there you know mother is not a human she doesn't understand the human condition they keep going that's no, that, I, was my, say, I was just all to do that to your point oh yeah no absolutely so um so one of the, the problems is that like okay yeah she did this with one child and now what about when you have two children, three children, four children? What happens when there's group think involved? What happens when there's a group of people rather than a person? And it's like, it, it, it's really stupid. It's a really weird throwback. But, you know, in Men in Black, when he says a person is smart, a person is kind, but people are stupid, you know, people are stupid. literally. Exactly. It, it, well, that's, it all comes back to Men in Black. Yeah. It, everything comes back to Men in Black. I mean, honestly, every episode. Um, but no, it's it's a. Uh, it's one of those things that I just I thought about where I'm just like she was raised in a vacuum where you know she's taught all these things she's taught philosophy Hume's everything um, and, and you know it processes it and then this traumatic event happens with Hillary Swank which um, was orchestrated by mother right so orchestrated to test her finally in a non-vacuum setting and like see how it turns out and see how she handles it and if it's is actually beneficial to the whole or if she's ready to create a society. So, I mean, that's what, that's what she's doing. So yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's my whole take on it. I mean, it's, t- it's, it's tough. I, I do want to, I, I want to say that it all, it all does come down to nurture because the things that mother teaches daughter when placed into a practical world on a fresh start you know if you do this by the book you'll go, you'll be good i think you would have a good world but it's also difficult to say that when you bring in the human interaction you know i've said before on this podcast probably at some point and in this world i think i think when you break it all down humans are galactic parasites we we sit down on a planet we rip it from we rip everything we can from it and then by the if if we make it that far we'll move on to another planet and that will be that will be our legacy our legacy will be destruction and consummation for the rest of our existence can i say and i think that's because we exist God, I'm going to say it. We exist as a society. And, <laughs> you know, humans together are bad. Human alone may be good. 
I don't know. It, it's it's tough to say because it's all it all comes down to theory at that point. But it's if she could realistically carry on mother's teachings practically into a new world and ensure that there's no deviancy, ensure that the beginning, the moment a deviant is is presented, she incinerates it. Then yeah, I think I think we could live in that world. But otherwise, I think mother's going to find that humanity can't be fixed and that our our existence is destined to fail. Sorry for the nihilism. You yeah, say so, you say we're you say we're sorry, Colin, really quick, I have a joke. You say oh. we're parasites, but who who are we who are you trying to impress? Like you say that our legacy is parasitic, but like who are you trying to impress? We're we're uh, we're all we have. Point. We're That's us. That's it. There's no there's are only you trying one to impress data the robots? Point. There's only one data point here. <laughs> a parasite yeah. can't exist past the life of its host. I'm trying to impress our future. Trying to impress our continued existence. Yeah, posterity, bud. He's trying to impress posterity. Yeah, uh, well, he's he's making a posterior out of himself. Damn. I don't even remember. No, 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 no. I'm not going to let you just get away with some, some shit humor. No. No. Because, like I said, a parasite consumes the host. If we have no other host to consume afterwards, we die. So we have two options. Find another host to consume or change. Which option is more realistic at this point? Because Can we only have two change? options now. Change. Can a tiger change his spots? No, because a tiger isn't sentient. Is a parasite sentient? Our form of, our form of parasit parasitism. Is that right? Parasity. <laughs> Parastosity. Parasity is right, I love it. <laughs> our, form, our form of parasity is not I don't know it's really dumb we're really dumb as a species well like I was going to yeah, say absolutely. it's not biological but it probably is it well, probably is so here we're, here's here's a here's a here's a refutation of your point um so so we've got daughter now raising the next generation of humanity um, the, the problem with human, the humans as a species is that we're all trying to distill what not quote unquote knowledge we have to the next generation in the shitty amount of time that we have on the earth. We don't have millennia as essentially an, an unlimited shelf life like mother did, you know, uh, you know, daughter, let's say daughter's 18. I mean, she, you know, best case scenario, she's got, you know, 60 to 80 years left. Is that enough time to distill all of her knowledge that was imparted to her through mother down the generational line? And at what point is somebody just going to be like half acidly like, oh, I don't know what we're going to do about fuel. Let's just use this right now. It's cheap and easy and we have it. And then that just gets even shittier down the line. I mean, yeah, we might make it 200 years before things get shitty. Once, once humanity, you know, quote unquote, you know, comes back into existence. So you you're, ar you're arguing it's connected to our biology. I then. think it's, it's well, yeah, to... we can, you, so when I, you know, when I was making the, you know, kind of tiger changes spots joke, um, you know, can, can a leopard change its spots? Can you stop being parasitic in nature if that's what your nature is? You know, like maybe you can, you can, you, a human can stop being a shitty person, but can people stop being shitty? You know, I mean, people still shop at Walmart. Honestly, probably not. You're right. You're yeah. right though. Yeah. Probably not. You make we... things cheap and easy. No, it, I no, It's the honestly, path of least resistance. Yeah. No, people honestly collectively can choose to be better. They can you choose think. to not do what they're doing. I honestly believe it. I think it collectively takes an effort to do that though. And the problem with our species is collectively, the majority of the people do not want to do it. Honestly, if we're gonna look at this, how many people are on the planet right now? What, seven too many eight? almost 8 billion people. How many of those people live in poverty? Be honest. Uh, the majority of them, of them live in poverty. 
They're not thinking no. about the betterment of the species. They're thinking about how much money can I save to buy a new pair of fucking shoes? Mm-hmm. Can I save enough money to buy a bicycle so I can make it to my job? That is what the majority of humanity is thinking right now. If we bring them out of poverty, they're going to start thinking of the betterment of the species. They're mm-hmm. going to start thinking of the betterment of the planet. And how do we? That is, that is, how do that we, is the problem that we're facing right now. But how do we get how all do, of how do we, how do we get all of humanity all at once to go not and pull in once. the same direction? It's not going to be all at once. But but how do we get so humanity to so, pull so in the same direction? Here's how we do it. You honestly, you religion. This is no. This is going to sound stupid, but you lower infant mortality, you lower child death, and you educate women. I shit you not, I guarantee you, we will pull ourselves to a better future. I think if we do, I disagree. I think if we do what Ben said, we kill the poor people. I think that's what Ben said. <laughs> I okay, fair enough. I I had this is. I didn't this, say that. Yeah, you right. said no, no. You said you said all of the people who cannot think beyond themselves, which is poor people. You kill. Them. I have a. I have a very, uh, it, it starts out no. dystopian, but it gets pretty utopian after you think about it. Um, so what you do is you convert this. This is an idea that I had a few, uh, years ago and I can cut this if it gets a little bit too, uh, metaphysical, but you convert all of the prisons into homeless shelters, right? And you invite okay. that that's, that's, you know, essentially unlimited housing for the poor. Correct. Mm-hmm. Now you're thinking, sure. you know, Andrew, what are you going to do with the prisoners? You know, are you just going to let murderers and rapists and pedophiles run free? No, because you've got to feed the homeless. Oh, oh God. You, Here we go. you <laughs> I think oh, you can no. see where this is going. Oh, soiling green. I already hate it. Oh, and here's here's the reason why you can't guarantee that all those people are actually guilty anymore, because so many people have been cleared uh, thirty years later after being sentenced to death for murder. Uh huh. But otherwise, I'm into it because it's the cheapest and easiest solution. Oh, that guy maybe did it. Get him. I'd say um. So so it's it's easier to just kill everyone at that. I point. just want, I want to rewind for a second back up if that's okay unless somebody wants to go on a nice little wild ride here um well i just i don't know what you're gonna talk about but i do want to bring something up sorry (laughs) before we move on from this i did just want to like make it clear like i don't want to kill poor people (laughs) i want to kill all people (laughs) and i do think colin i disagree with you i don't think i don't think anything we can do at this point will help um i think miller kind of touched on it that was the point of it the the point of religion was to get humanity all pulling in the same direction so and it it, no the point of religion was to get humanity all point pulling toward the monarchy that was the original point of religion or at least christianity excuse me but what monarchy the english monarchy okay so wait a second (laughs) okay ignoring christianity i'm saying christianity i'm not saying religion all general so the the point is to not be a a optimist or a pessimist the point is to be a possibilist we just look at the numbers we could all do it i disagree we, i don't we think we could it is fucking possible. do it if we stop and remove all emotion everything put it to the side <laughs> no seriously you can't do that the, no so, look at the numbers so. and we look at it, what we have to do as a species to go forward and make it a better place we can do it. But you Human know the beings can't even put aside emotion always... for a, like an election. Like Right. The problem is always going to remain in the 1%. So you're talking good shit right here. Like I get it and I'm down with it. But until we kill every single billionaire, we're always going to be in this situation. So you have a choice now. Kill everyone or kill the billionaires. I have. Because those I, are your only two options. I have a question. If. Hmm. hypothetically this is just hypothetical do you think that if there was no if there was no it if our lifespans were variable to a degree that we could live for maybe a thousand years do you think that would change things do you think that would change almost everything about how we then we wouldn't need to kill mother then then mother would just be the central figure 
it would only work if people actually i don't know became wise during that time well i don't mean to say like you would gain knowledge and be wise i'm saying that a lot of people let's say um i don't know like 80 percent of our senate and congress uh like are in an age range that they think to themselves i'm gonna be dead in like 10 or 20 years i really really don't care i really honestly like honestly if you think about it like i'm gonna be dead at this point and so it doesn't really matter the sort of laws or the governance that I'm putting in place right now doesn't affect me in all no, actuality. I, but I, I don't think I don't think it's based upon I don't care. Mm-hmm. It's based upon more of they no matter how long they live, they don't think it's going to affect them. I guess I, I that's the thing. I guess because no matter no, what, based, they don't think it's going to affect them. I was going to. It's based upon not that they don't care, nor do they think it's going to affect them. It's based upon all they care about is their wallets. Yeah, sure. that's what it really yeah, comes down sure. to. Sure. Well, that I, I, and an extended lifespan is not going to change that. That's what I'm saying. Well, okay, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. So to say that to live in comfort, but isn't there? I don't know. Isn't there a factor in there to live in comfort? is to think very small in a lot of ways to think of your own comfort instead of thinking as a collective maybe that's human nature to i mean it is human nature to find comfort and settle in it that is true because that is what makes us survive is we find the place that's comfortable and we live there so that we can live as long as possible we all get to a certain point where yeah we get comfortable and we don't want to have to I mean, like caveman Leave days. That comfort zone. I mean, I mean, ev- evolutionarily, like what survived? It was the people that took advantage of the most comfortable thing that they could find. They found the most food. They found the most whatever, and, and maybe that's part of our nature so deeply as animals that we cannot that we are fighting against our very nature to find comfort and settle in that comfort against the collective. So maybe it's so ingrained in us that we as a species almost as animals are fighting against how our brains work how our bodies work so we as a species we cannot exist and we need to evolve into something else maybe we as humans maybe the maybe the machines need to kill all the humans and then instill a collective consciousness of machines that eliminate all humans so you're called, saying the robots need to inherit called, the earth? Called Skyhook. <laughs> yes, no, Laura well, Dern and the robots should inherit the earth. Uh huh. That's the way to go about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm, I'm just I'm, one... fine. I'm fine with Laura Dern taking over. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> something good's gonna happen. I know that much. But I mean, I guess I guess my point is that I I believe that the individual really messes things up sometimes when we get greedy and we get self-centered because that's in a lot of ways our nature is to be lazy stupid and self-centered honey i'm already there <laughs> i i'm 30 now and i'm just are like, you talking I don't about fucking care i just want to be comfortable that's all i want are you talking about my 30s point. and above because yeah that's where i'm at right now that's mm-hmm. i'm 100 there i get it i finally get it but I mean, but, you know, when we're striving to um, think as a collective, it's so against our nature. You know, we we it, we do it in a certain degree, but it's only that's tribalism, our... Bill. Right. That's what I was going to say. I was actually you just you just interrupted me right before I was about to say, quote unquote, tribe. I, I always do it, quote unquote, tribe. So, you know, that's you know, that is, you know, we are living in a tribe and the size of your tribe depends on your ability to communicate. And I believe that humans, I don't know, the, the, the worse we are at communicating, the more violent and selfish we become. So the better communicators we become, the more peaceful and settled our society can become. So if we can learn to read each other's minds in some sort of cybernetic, oh, wait, wait, deus ex, is that... Is that a is that a thing? Wait one second. Yeah, I think it's Machina, right? Yeah, it comes God from the machine. Maybe we should have not killed Mother. 
didn't kill her though. She survives still. Well, yeah, that's well. Like I said, she's gonna be watching, and so when um, daughter that's fucks right. up, she's gonna be like, "All right, I'm taking my toy back. I'm taking my ball back." <laughs> she shows up. She. Uh, it's actually. Uh... Remember me, bitch. She didn't I talk would like, like a robot. I would like to see the baby. <laughs> <laughs> you, you honestly could do like a really cool expanded universe from here at this point. Absolutely. Like, could you, yeah. Could well, you imagine like a future where like it's the great granddaughter of daughter and she's like, you know, ruling, but not ruling. It's not really like a rulership anymore. And mm-hmm. uh, but it's still like you got like a kind of like fantasy sci-fi esque thing going well, on where the, it's like the there, I think there's future. I think there's very easily an interpretation of this ex- quote unquote expanded universe in which daughter is deified and becomes essentially mother of us all sure, kind of sure. a thing and, and then religion like, just starts over just different and spin. then one day in walks this robot into mm-hmm. the great the great throne room the great hall and it informs her that she has has disappointed and she is no longer capable of leading and you know blah 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 there's like some cool stuff that could be mm-hmm. taken from this. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> why I world. thought and especially with I don't that know city in the why distance. Why I thought Sorry. when that robot walked in that he would be speaking with a Microsoft Sam voice. <laughs> you mean this voice, Bill? <laughs> daughter. <laughs> Great granddaughter. <laughs> you have usurped your birthright for the last time. <laughs> Fuck. God damn it, that doesn't feel... I gotta not be able to not do that anymore. I love doing that. <laughs> well, you're almost, you're almost not able to do that anymore, so yeah. My, uh, maybe it's, uh, just maybe imagine, it's all wait, this wait, water wait, I'm not drinking. Just imagine, instead, well, instead of like Mil- the, the calming, beautiful voice of Mother, we get Microsoft yeah. Sam. <laughs> we get, we get Lerner Janowski, Michael. <laughs> when Miller does his Sam voice, I sense the end of the podcast. I do want to ask you guys really oh. quick one last thing I thought of that we didn't it's get to okay. talk on. Why do you think The Tonight Show was so prevalent? That I was always curious about because that's something I couldn't figure out. I honestly don't know. Uh, probably just thoughts? genuine human interaction. Yeah. Um, human, yeah. human. I think Johnny Carson was probably, um, I, 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 hello viewers, uh, please tell me if you're old enough to let me know, like, was Johnny Carson like that good of maybe an interviewer or the, just that much of a, a people person kind of that he could bring out genuine human interaction between two people? You know, you saw that little interaction that he had with my, uh, Martin Short or no, um, Steve Martin where it was just a little kind of like back and forthy. And then he had a totally different style of interviewing Whoopi Goldberg. Right. So, so the teacher, like so kind of just to teach her communication. I like that. Okay, cool. That, yeah. that, I like that explanation a lot. That's, Thank you, I mean, that's the best. Johnny I Carson got. fucked. Let's just I like say that. that. I, I'm sure Johnny Carson fucked a lot. And all right, that's a, a great place to segue. <laughs> I am into a, I am mother Johnny Carson fucking bad fucking. So I'm going to start with Ben Young. Was this good sci-fi or bad sci-fi? I'll give you one more. It was great sci-fi. Thank you. It was a pleasant surprise that uh, is hiding in those those little Netflix crevices and the little. The little mine of Netflix. I uh, highly recommend everyone go check this out. Even if you listened to all of this and like have had it spoiled for you, still watch it. There's a lot going on. Mm-hmm. It's exciting. It's interesting. It held my attention for every minute. It it definitely does not feel like an hour and fifty minutes. It nope. blows right through. Yep, it's very good. Um, the performances are fantastic. As you can hear, the the sci-fi elements bring up that it brings up are well worth discussion. Can't recommend it enough. Great sci-fi. Awesome. Thank you. Bill Jarvis, where are you at? All right. So, um, yeah, I agree with what Ben said. I believe that this was truly, this truly earned the magnanimous sci-fi award. Um, I think it's fantastic. I think it's absolutely what I like in sci-fi. This is 100% my cup of tea. 100, this is just my, my hot, hot cup of tea. And I like, I, 
the thing I love about this is like this vein is so rich to be tapped. The sort of like limited characters, limited set, big ideas sort of idea. You know, it's like you have these beautiful, deep characters and you have this, this, you know, this stark set, but yet we show so much and have these science, scientific, but yet philosophical elements to it that, you know, make these two things combined. And you make this weird, weird, almost horrifying situation, and you bring a lot of humanity out of it. And I believe that this is the sort of film that I'd love to watch and dissect every single Tuesday. This is, well, you know, when you're listening to this Thursday, but, you know, every single episode, I'd love if we had this kind of film. If this was the kind of film that we did, I would love it. And then we could do Independence Day on July 4th every year. And that's it. (laughs) Ben shaking his head. <laughs> he said, no. "Then for he Halloween no. we do Event Horizon." No. Oh, absolutely! We're in. Absolutely. No, we got a better one for Halloween. Actually, I found a better one than that for Halloween. I'll get, I'll get at you later. But we're, we're still gonna do the one you want to do. AK Miller wants to do, but I found a better one. So I'm just saying. <laughs> I got him. Still coughing. Yeah, Andrew. Um, yeah. So. I actually had a um, when I was watching it. Um, I think I, I I think I sort of lost it about halfway, um, and it really didn't pick up for me again until we started actually discussing the movie. I, I loved you know the the really rich discussion that we got out of this movie, um, you know, and and sort of it uh, our, our discussion just really deemed you know, demystified one of a couple of the misgivings that I had. Um, I, I thought that some of like the, the motivation was a little weird, um, at points, especially after Hillary Swank's character, uh, showed up, but just talking about this being the, the ultimate test for daughter kind of, I mean, it, it really, uh, flip, flipped this movie back, um, to a, to a magnanimous sci-fi for me. Um, you know, it, it asks a lot of questions, you know, and I, I mean, I feel like we could probably go on for more, you know, hours and hours more just talking about, you know, the, the philosophic and scientific implications, uh, of this movie. But yeah, I mean it, yeah, really, really excellent, uh, sort of hidden gem. Just it, like you said, just randomly in Netflix. So magnanimous sci-fi. Thank you very much, Miller. Uh, I'll be very brief. I think this is great sci-fi. Loved it. Uh, it's probably the second time I've watched it. Um, the whole nature versus nurture thing is an argument that will never go away. And uh, I think they tackled it very, very well in this movie um, to the point where I almost, almost second-guessed what I was thinking with the whole idea behind it. I almost don't trust humanity to <laughs> on its own, come up with a solution and we need someone to do it for us. So why not program machines to do it for us? But I also see that um, humans can be good on their own. I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It just makes me ask questions, which is very important if we're going to approach the, the bill litmus test for this. So, uh, great sci-fi loved it mm-hmm. i was just mm-hmm. guys i'm just the sound engineer <laughs> yeah just the that's sound not engineer. even that's and not even is, remotely true anymore it's not, not even anymore, true definitely anymore. not, true not even um, basically true at all uh, but there you have it folks that is our take on i am mother it's on netflix if you haven't seen it yet first off fuck you go watch it colin wait I'll cut this part out, but you should have said instead of that was our take on uh, I am mother, you should have said that was mother. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> that was our take on uh, Terminator th- uh, 9. I am mother. The new home. The new the new home. <laughs> Remember Daddy's Seth. back. Remember Seth. Remember mother. Terminator <laughs> 10. Daddy's back. Mother. <laughs> um no but yeah but sorry 
got lost. Uh, next week, you can join us for our Halloween special, which is a reanimator, if I'm not mistaken, right? You're correct. Yeah. Oh, boy. Well, folks, thank you for listening. Um, look for our episode next week. And until next time. Andrew played daughter by Pearl Jam. I'm going hungry. That's, that's I know. It's Temple of the Dog. <laughs> Teach me ethics, mommy. Terminator Ugh. 10. Daddy's back. <laughs>